Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up and blessing me this morning, even though I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. But I know I will be experiencing a spiritual healing. I also want to say I am babysitting Mr. Ryder today, who has literally destroyed my entire office. But that's going to be okay. So he may be joining us on the air today if he has something he wants to say. So today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday, that is when we do the show, basically from the pulpit to the couch, where you will be receiving spiritual or, let's say, um, information from a, on a biblical matter or from a biblical perspective, as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, today's show, we're going to be talking about something that's really interesting, and it has to do with the flesh. Because we talk about the flesh, a lot of times individuals get it confused. We always just want to put the flesh in regards to something sexual. But is it just sexual, or what does it mean? Now, when we start talking about just embracing the spirit, if we hold on to the spirit and deny the flesh, what does that really mean? Now, with today's show, we're going to be providing information as to what the Bible means by denying oneself of certain pleasures that has to do with the flesh. Now, as a child, I recall hearing others say that the flesh is weak. I really didn't know what that meant, as I did believe that one had free will and they actually did what they wanted to do. But a question is, how do we control the flesh? Can it be controlled? And what does the Bible say about the flesh? So we're going to be talking about that. Sounds like, looks like Lady T is on the air, so let me lock her on. Good morning, Lady T. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I could barely hear you, so you might want to, I don't know if I need to turn my volume up a little bit. Mine is not going up no higher. So how is your day going or your morning going thus far? You know what? I cannot hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, you sound very, very low. Okay, yeah, your sound is very low. So I just don't want to be talking over you as we're doing the show because I can barely hear you. Now, today's topic is embracing the spirit and denying the flesh. I can hear you better now. Thank you. Embracing the spirit, denying the flesh. Now, when we start talking about the flesh, Lady T, I've been talking to individuals, and there appeared to be some confusion when we talk about the flesh. Now, when I was doing my homework, getting the information from the support of the show, and we started talking about the flesh and certain pleasures, such as permanently or temporarily abstaining from, they viewed the flesh as it being food, alcoholic beverages, sexual relations, mm-hmm. or, uh-huh. un, or an area in your life that makes a person's spiritual life more difficult or burdensome. Now, I know food can make your life burdensome because um, food made me look real heavy. When I'm looking at my Facebook thing, I'm like, oh, Lord, I look like I ate somebody. But I never contribute food being part of the flesh. Let's explain uh-huh. to the listeners what that means when we're talking about denying the flesh. We're talking about denying it? Well, yes, we're talking about embracing you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you know, denying the flesh is, you know, it's a hard thing unless you're um, rooted and grounded in the Word of God. I mean, even then you're tempted, but, you know, it's just, it, it's a mind thing. It's something that you have to train yourself to do. I mean, if you if you stay in your word and you know and you feed you know you feed your mind, your body, your soul with the word of God, and you walk, you know, you walk upright. You know, you can you can manage and you can embrace the spirit, and you can manage to uh, not please the flesh. I mean, because there's mm-hmm. so many ways that you can please the flesh. Like you said, a lot of people think it's just sexual, but no, it's a lot of things. Some people like to drink, some people like to smoke, you know, some people like to eat, you know, and and gluttony is a sin. A lot of people don't know that. Eating too much is a sin Mm -hmm. as well, you know what I mean? 
So mm-hmm. there's um, there's different things you can do. Like if you used to pleasure your flesh and you used to be used to it, and that's the thing. When we come out of it, it's a transition. It's For some people, it's really hard. And sometimes God will just take it just like that, remove it immediately. And sometimes it's a transition. It takes time. So while we're transitioning from pleasuring the flesh to embracing the spirit, we don't want to, we don't want to, um, we don't want to hurt nobody. We want, we don't want to criticize nobody. We don't want to talk down to nobody because we all have, pleasured our flesh you know before we want to dance we go to the club we want to drink we'll take a sip of alcohol we you know what i mean you know mm-hmm. we want to we um we want to cure our sexual urges so we'll go sleep with folks and some people sleep with multiple folks you know what i mean and that's pleasuring mm-hmm. your flesh because what are you when you're doing that how is it how is it embracing the spirit if if it's just it's making you feel good for a moment, but after it's over, it's done. But when you embrace the spirit, you always feel good. You know, you're always upbeat, you know, because God mm-hmm. is love, and you always feel, you know, good about yourself. You're always feeling good. And, you know, we go through things. Like I said, we do. We go through trials. We go through things. But you know what? When you're embracing the spirit, it's a lot easier to go through. But when you're going through things in your flesh, it's really hard. Because you, mm-hmm. your mindset is different, you know, your perception is off, you see things differently, you don't see it the way it should be seen, you know what I mean? You're, you start to think all kinds of stuff. So it's very important, you know, if, I'm now I'm saying if, because not everybody is saved, not everybody is ready to embrace the spirit, not everybody is walking, you know, upright. So some people mm-hmm. still are pleasuring their flesh because that's where they want to be, you know. And until they're yeah. ready to embrace the spirit, you know, you just pray for them and, and just hopefully one day they'll come to the realization that, you know, at the end of the day that gets you nowhere. Yeah, you got the pleasure, but now the pleasure's gone and you're going to have to keep pleasure and it's either going to wear you down or wear you out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like as you were speaking, I'm thinking of the song, The Thrill is Gone. You know, when you start talking about you want that immediate gratification, I want it, and I want it now. Yes. Now, I have mm-hmm. some information, and the information basically, and it is coming from Reflecting Christ's Daily Devotional, and it's the relationship between the flesh and the spirit. Now, a lot of people uh-huh. don't realize it's like the battle of good and evil, right? If you want to go out there and play, you want to go in the hallway and play, can you take him in the hallway and play? Because <laughs> I can go play choo-choo train and, girl. My office is smaller in Fullerton. I got it's a hot mess up in here. <laughs> you don't realize we got we don't have that much space. Why didn't make this office his own? Now, when we start talking about this relationship between the flesh and the spirit, it says, "For he that soweth to his flesh shall the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall the spirit reap life everlasting." And that's in Galatians six eight. Now, the lower passions have their seat in the body and work through it, but the words flesh or fleshly or kernel lust embrace the lower corrupt nature. The flesh of itself cannot act contrary to God's will. So that's where it gets us in trouble is we get so caught up in wanting to feel good, wanting to, um, you know, satisfy that immediate gratification, but are we God? Are we living right? Are we doing the right thing? Or are we acting out of our emotions? Because when we are commanded to crucify the flesh, which we're going to be talking about a little bit, because how do you crucify? How do you tame that? I remember I um I called Tony one night. I was leaving my Fullerton office. And, you know, I had been seeing, I need to get this weight off of me. But I was so hungry. So I called him and I said, Tony, I said, look, I'm hungry. And I didn't want to eat he said something about you got to talk to your body or talk to I got mad. I'm like, if I'm hungry, I got to eat. I can't do this. I just can't do this. And my butt still wind up at, um, at um, God, what was the name of that place? I wanted Chinese food. So I still wind up there, Panda Express. And I was trying. I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat some fruit. I'm going to drink some water. Girl, I'm like talking to my body. Yeah, right. My body going to cuss me out right about now as hungry as I am. So when we start talking about denying it, how do one actually just say, okay, you know what, Janet, 
you don't need to eat this right now, or tell somebody, you know what, I don't think it's a good idea for you to be in this room with this man, or I don't think this is a good, how do you do that, Tammy? Well, <laughs> uh, you say how you how you do that, girl? How you gonna do? Because honey, when I be talking about food, honey, the flesh just be weak sometimes. Unless it's something I don't want to eat. Yeah. Last <laughs> night, she bought me something. I was hungry, and I asked Tisha. Yeah. I told Tisha, I said I only had two things. I said I had breakfast this morning, and at seven o'clock I had a frozen Marie calendar. She said, "Well, you ate." I said, but I'm hungry. I said, can you go get me something from um, Carl Jr.? She said, no, girl, she's going to give me some food. I was like, please tell me that this is chicken. Please tell me that she's trying to go beat it. I was so mad. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't eat anything else, but I was not a happy camper because she gave me some tofu. Oh. So uh-uh. when we talked about that, and it indicates that, well, how should we do it? We shall inflict pain on the body? No. But be put to death yeah. the temptation. It's the temptation of the sin. So sometimes I think a lot of people struggle, Tammy, with is it, are they being tempted? Is it something that their mind is already made up to do? Because that's what mm-hmm. we get caught up in, in the worry. Yeah, we can, we can have things circling in our, we can make up things in our mind. And and act it out. I mean, we can be thinking about something so much that we actually do it. You know what I mean? And like you said, you was real hungry. It, there's nothing wrong with being hungry, but you know the difference between uh, uh, a physical hunger and a spiritual hunger. Now, mm-hmm. when you're physically hungry, yeah, you got to feed your body. You can't die. You don't want to overfeed it to where you blow up and be overweight and can't walk or nothing. You know what I mean? I can't did. roll over. I, I, know, I know I almost did that already, girl. <laughs> I got <laughs> and, but, and then, Yeah, and then um, spiritually, you know when you're hungry spiritually because mm-hmm. it just seems like, you know, you're not getting enough. Everything's going wrong, and it's like, man, it doesn't matter what I read. I'm just not getting it. Something is not mm-hmm. wrong. You just have to, you know, see God. You have to pray. You have to read. There's a lot of things you have to do. Some people they just they just read because someone said read your Bible every day, so they'll just open it and read a scripture, but they're not applying it. You have to be able to apply it, you know, mm-hmm. in order for it to work, in order for it to stick, you know. Just Correct. like when you you have food, if you just look at it, it ain't gonna fill you up by just looking at it. <laughs> you have to true. put it in That's your body. True. You have to put it in your body. So when you're reading the Word of God. You have to apply it so it'll stick. Mm-hmm. You just can't read it and close it and be like, okay, done. Girl, this boy over here is driving me nuts. <laughs> right, go play at home. Go play. Let's go play. So when we start Oh, you have Mr. Ryder today. <laughs> Girl, Mr. Ryder got kicked out of school. Ryder oh, ain't got Lord. no school to go to right about now. So we we trying to find a school for Mr. Ryder. School was uh the, the girl. We'll talk about that later. But um yeah, so I got Mr. Ryder today. So we need some babysitters, some nannies, some some something that want to uh, entertain Mr. Ryder because Mr. Ryder is a character. So when we start talking about this, and not only just talking about um deliverance and denying the flesh, because like I said, a lot of times and I like with the way you was putting it. And I can relate it to a lot of different things because some people just want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And we start, and we blame it on the flesh, talking about the flesh was weak. But a strict compliance with the requirements of God is beneficial to the health of body and mind. Because in order to reach the highest standard of moral and intellectual attainment, it is necessary to seek wisdom and strength from God and serve strict temperance in all habits of life. Because some things, Tammy, do become a habit when we start talking about the flesh. Now, like I said, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I also own an outpatient a death counseling program. But when we talk about addiction, and I always talk about it being more of a habit, even though, you know, sometimes there could be other components to it. But when we start talking about the flesh, how do these things become just, you know, talking about the habit or you tell people to stop? But sometimes you have to replace it with something else. 
And a lot of times we say, okay, replacing it with the word of God, replacing it with going to church, replacing it with, you know, changing your thought process. Change is a slow process, but when we connect it together and we start talking about embracing that spirit, it can help in denying and saying no to some of the things it's like super fans, I'm not I don't go where I used to go, I don't talk the way I used to talk, I don't walk the way I used to walk. So sometimes it can change you once you are consistent with it. Yeah. Now, what are some of the things, because I was talking about just the relationship between the two, because the two kind of go together when we start talking about the relationship between the flesh and the spirit, because in some ways they are connected. I look at it just good or evil. You know, do you want to, do you not want to, do you want, you know, and then people go back and forth with that. What are some other things that you can share with the listeners regarding the relationship? The relationship between the flesh and the spirit. Well, and the you spirit. know, the Holy Spirit, yeah, the Holy Spirit will put the flesh in its place. So you just mm-hmm. you just have to choose. Because you know how they always show the um, angel on one shoulder and the devil on the uh-huh. other. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's like, you know, <laughs> the Holy Spirit and the flesh. So which one are you going to listen to? It's whichever one you're feeding the most is the one you're going to give into. Is the one you're going to listen to. I like that. So when you feed, that is yeah. true. And you know what? And the way yeah. you just explained, Tammy goes into what I was talking about earlier. The writer, writer, you doing that on purpose. You know you can go in the hallway. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, Felicia. Okay, see you later, buddy. The war within the flesh versus the spirit. Now, with that war, a lot of times individuals are at odds or they are conflicted. And I'm looking at some information, and it's coming from discerninggod.org, and it indicates, but I say, walk by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. So now we're talking about the desires, the temptations, you know, it being there. Sometimes it can be people. But... The desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposite of each other, but to prevent you from doing what you would do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, that's interesting because I heard you say getting in your word, but when we start talking about being led by the spirit, can you elaborate on that a little bit by being led by the spirit? Yes, being led by the spirit. Well, you you have to know. I mean, you know how a lot of people say, oh, no, I was led by the Spirit to say this. Or I was led by the Spirit to tell you this. And then uh, sometimes they be off. Well, you, you just got to know that you know. If you know that you have been operating in your flesh and feeding your flesh and you try to go to somebody, you you don't need to tell them that you was led by the Spirit because you wasn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you you will okay. get that a lot, and mm-hmm. you know what we gotta what we gotta understand too is we are made of flesh. We are human beings. So mm-hmm. um, again, it goes back to you know, are you studying to show yourself approved? You know, are you mm-hmm. following God's word? Are you hearing from God? Are you you know? Did you say um, not my will but your will be done? Did you say for God I live, for God I die? Did you do all those things? You know, because mm-hmm. I believe if, if you're walking in the flesh, God is not telling you to go tell someone else that's in the spirit that he done told you something about them. Because God is mm-hmm. going to tell you first about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if someone comes to you and it's right, that's just confirmation. But some Correct. people just come to say stuff because it's what they think and what they feel. It's not what God told them. So you Correct. just have to know that you know that you know. What are you? Are you walking in the spirit, or are you led by the spirit? And sometimes we're led by the spirit to go say something, and we don't say it. See, we can get in trouble mm-hmm. with that too, because if God tells you to go to somebody and say something, sometimes it could be a hard thing, but you still have to say it. You know what? Just to get it off you, you know. Correct. Okay, Lord, I de- I delivered your word, so now I'm good. So whatever happens after that, you know, it's in God's hands. But mm-hmm. sometimes we don't like to say it. We'd be like, no, they're not going to receive it from me, or no, they don't want to hear from me. They don't like me. All of that don't matter because that may be the mm-hmm. reason why God is leading you to them. 
You know but, what I mean? Okay. Because God is not all, not always going to send you to somebody that you that you like or you're friends with. He's going to send you to somebody that despises you, somebody that don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Just mm-hmm. to show That's who true. he is. It has nothing to do with us. It's to prove who he is and show himself strong. So everything that goes true. back to God. Okay, I have a caller on the line. Let's log this caller on. Looks like a new caller. Let's see who this is. Okay. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Log Talk Radio, number NN68. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and my name's Craig from California. And how are you doing? Hi. I'm, I'm battling this, this cold, trying to experience a spiritual healing, and dealing and babysitting a grandson in a room that's so small, mm. and he's about to drive me crazy. But I'm doing oh my. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm multitasking. I know what you're right talking about. When we talk about embracing the spirit, denying the flesh, what do you want to talk about or add to as we're talking about this subject today? Well, for me, uh, for me personally, I think it, it would fall in line with um, there's in the world, which I, I happen to be alive in this world, not only mm-hmm. alive in my flesh body, but alive spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. So... So, so in order for me to deny my flesh part of myself, which is the world aspect of looking out my two eyeballs, um, and I refocus into my mind's eye, and I spend time in the Word spiritually, then I get to grow up spiritually because I'm eating spiritual food. So, for me to just set aside the world and get in the Word of God and sit at the feet of Jesus, that's where it's at for me. Mm-hmm. I like how you put that because that goes back to when we say we're in the world, but we're not of the world. When we see a lot of people doing a lot of things. And um, I was sharing earlier how the work that I do as a therapist, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, only God can judge me. Or, and especially when I work (laughs) with individuals in their disease of alcoholism or drug addiction, they'll say, well, everybody's doing it. No, everybody is not doing it. So sometimes it goes to, and it makes you wonder, are they just making this up? And how do you get individuals to start walking in the spirit? Because that is a learning process. And that's where we start talking about the word of God and being obedient and trying to live Christ's life. Nobody is perfect. And so things are going to happen, but sometimes well, individuals are more willing to fall into sin or fall into things versus, you know, sometimes other people are not. Let, let, let me help you out. Mm-hmm. Let me help you with this one. This is this is easy. This is an easy one. Okay, so you're, you're, you you want to get down to the heart of the matter is what you're basically saying, so that you could do what you do because that's what matters most to you. Is that correct? To a degree, that's what a lot of people struggle with, and that's okay. where we okay. get into the conversation okay. by trying to teach them the well, difference is, or explain it to them. Well, I, I've been teaching people this for a number of years now, and I've had a really great um, time in in the process of the teaching part because of the aspect of the position that God has placed me in, which is in himself. And I get to, I get to watch him perform mm-hmm. all these things. Like some of the things that he does in my life that, that are just to blow me away is how he, how he produced patience with people outside mm-hmm. of myself. And then he lets me know that the mind of Christ is meant for these people outside of myself. So it's going to make sense to me when I have their best interest in my thought process. So, 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 so it's not about me. This is outside of myself now, but we're not talking about in the natural part. We're talking about inside who people are. And that's where, this is where the spirit has this movement here where he takes the word of God that you understand because you said at the feet of Jesus and God made his word alive to you. And you know, spiritually that's the Messiah so you can hear God speaking to you. But the thing about it is a lot of people have already had a word from what man was thinking that God was saying to you. And that wasn't clear because that is not the mm-hmm. mirror. The mirror is the word of God. So when you look in the word of God, you see yourself on the inside clearly. Now, a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people have issues about this and this and that because there's so many different things where people are in different places. So, in order for us to be able to sympathize with these people, we would have to have credentials. Mm-hmm. So our credentials come our credentials come from our past. Now, when I look in the when I look in the past, it's not it's not darkness. It's not mm-hmm. darkness because God has illuminated me with Himself, which made everything clear. And I said, "Oh, I didn't see myself clearly, though I saw myself, but I didn't 
my my first response to God was that I don't see how you're going to use me for anything good because I wasn't looking at myself like there was anything good there. Uh-huh. And that's and that's when he had to show me after I calmed down a little bit because I was so excited that there's no way this could happen. I just don't know how this can work, you know, and I was I had that uh-huh. that burning question on my mind to God what he was going to do with me. So he showed mm-hmm. me that what I was looking at when I was looking at myself, he showed me that I was looking at my abilities, my 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 credentials, if you will, my abilities mm-hmm. to sympathize with people because I've been in those shoes before, and those people are not going to listen to somebody just flapping their lips. They have to send somebody that knows what they're talking about. Preach, you're right. See, that's, that's you're what, right. That's what God. That's why God. That's what that's what God be doing. You know what I mean? In my life, you know, I'd be watching this this whole thing play out, but it doesn't just happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Because people mm-hmm. are difficult. I have to dissolve the ego. Not really dissolve the ego. Well, it is a dissolve the ego. It's a false sense of self. I want to talk mm-hmm. to the person, not who they think they are. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know who they are yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, and that's part of the struggle that we see people going through. And and uh-huh. I like how you put that because you got to separate yourself from them because, and you also have to be be a role model because that also helps. yeah. Well, that's what God does. God, God's doing this. You know, it ain't, it ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. God is is working through you and everything, and in your life like this. But it's got nothing to do with you. You and I can sit here and talk about what God's doing because God's doing an amazing, wonderful work in our heart. You know, I mean, this is this when, 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 when we open our when when I, when I open my mouth, wherever I go, without my mouth up. My lips keep moving, man. These people out here say, "Man, I want that? I want that guy's mouth to keep moving." You know what I mean? And they under, start to understand that that kid is is telling on his heart where God's doing the work. I ain't trying to talk about anybody mm-hmm. else. I'm talking about what God's doing in my life. Not what? No, not me. God, you understand? If you want to throw me in the mix, I'm thinking, "Hey, you can't throw me up in the mix like this, man. You tripping? You need to sit down. Let me talk to you for a second. Oh, gosh. But you know what? But that is so true. And that's what old folks used to say. Let them use you, Lord. Let them use you. Use them, Lord. Use them. (laughs) And you know what? And the thing is, and that's how people start believing because they start seeing it for themselves because a lot of people don't think it's possible. They really don't. Tell me anything. You want to add anything to what this gentleman is saying? No, I'm I'm listening. I'm just... uh, (laughs) So I'm just so when, we, so when we start just even talking about this and people start talking about crucifying the flesh, I'm gonna let you take mm-hmm. over on this. When we start talking about that, how do people get to and, and like I said, we we know it's a practice, we know it takes time, but when we start talking about crucifying the flesh because a lot of times people say just go to church, just go to church. And sometimes that's not enough. Because you have no. to believe it. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. That's not enough. Correct. That's <laughs> correct. Yeah, that's not enough when you're talking about going to church to crucify flesh. I mean, really? Because when you go to church, you are the church. So you mm-hmm. you the church going to, into a building? Because the mm-hmm. church is just a building. So just showing up to a building don't mean you are, you know, that you're – taming your flesh or you're keeping your flesh and that's not what it means because you can go mm-hmm. to a building all day because you could have been raised to just show up to a building to go to church and say okay I went to church that's how I was raised and not have a lick of spiritual knowledge or haven't even picked up the Bible not one don't even know the books of the Bible don't know nothing about God mm-hmm. don't have no kind of relationship but you're just going because it's a routine and it's what um, it's what you were raised some were raised to do and some they just go because they can say, well, I did my due diligence, I went to church. But they don't realize wherever they go, they take church with them because we are the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, Tammy, when you were saying that, it was reminding me of what happened during the Super Bowl. They have on the news, they've been trying to um, interview this guy that they said paid all that money for the Super Bowl ticket and went to sleep. It's like, how you go to sleep at the Super Bowl game? Get <laughs> 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 people going to church, be sitting in the church, they still be asleep. You know, so that is yeah. one of the things you have to wake up the spirit. We got to wake people up. And then once they start and they see their life change, and then they can convert, and then they can start walking in the spirit and knowing what that means. 
because, and I'm looking at some information, and it talks about what is walking by the Spirit, and there are two other images in the context that, that shed light on that in regards to walk by the Spirit. But when we try to talk about that in verse 18, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. But if Paul had said, if you follow the Spirit, you are not under the law. What do they mean by being under the law? Are they talking about under the law of God, being seen in God's eyes? What does that mean? Can somebody clarify that, please? Being under the law, meaning am I going to get in trouble, get arrested? No, that's the old covenant. That's the old covenant. Okay. the old covenant. That was the covenant God made with Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the old covenant. The spirit is not the leader, like we're talking about the Daytona 500. But when we start talking about that, because a lot of times if Christian life looks too hard, we must remember that we are not called to live it by ourselves. And sometimes oh. we also we look at it, we got somebody to hold us accountable in this walk. Now, you were talking about, can you explain, can you elaborate on what you were just saying in regards to it being the old one and how the listeners can gain some insight and knowledge and understanding as it relates to what you're saying? Yes, we have to get up in the Word of God. I mean, we have to go in the Word of God, you know, I mean, because that's where I got it from. I got it from the Word mm-hmm. of God. You understand? Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of people, a lot, see, but a lot of people can quote scripture. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of people can read. You know, and that's good. Mm-hmm. They can read. But when you sitting there, when you sitting there taking the Word of God, right? You take a, a particular uh, uh, scripture in here, and you try to mm-hmm. come over to me and try to and, and and try to force God's Word on me, and I'm looking at you like you must be crazy. You can't take <laughs> God's Word and force it on somebody. That'd be you doing it, man. You don't see yourself doing it. And they say, wait, they say, they, 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 some, some people just stop. Now, I'm okay with that, you know what I mean? Because that's my food. This is our food right uh-huh. here. So I can't force this on nobody. The Spirit will uh-huh. have to take you and teach you this first century language. Because mm-hmm. we have to look back, right? Right uh-huh. now, where we at 2020, we have to look back. Now, you have to be honest. When you're looking back, it's consistently Christ. It's Christ, 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 Christ. All, how far back does Christ go? He goes all the way back mm-hmm. when he was on the cross. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where we at. That's where we mm-hmm. at. Now, when, when we go in the Word of God, the Spirit takes us back to the first century when they were looking forward to the cross that Christ was going to be on. Mm-hmm. And then we get to learn it like that. If you don't learn it like that, you learn it like what man thinks. And what man thinks don't line up with that. <laughs> we, you know, and it's funny because every time I do these shows, other stuff pop in my mind. It's like me watching Star Wars, and I've never watched the whole movie of Star Wars because I didn't <laughs> understand it because it goes backwards. And I was like, this don't make sense to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch the Star Wars, and then the next one it was before, and I'm like, this is not lining up. And a lot of times individuals start feeling like that, even when they're on this Christian walk and trying to live right and be right, because with people dying every day. And we see this stuff happening, and we start talking about, yeah. I want to live right. We get confused. And sometimes we want to, you know, we don't know what to do. We really don't know what to do. And that's when we start spreading the gospel and start trying to educate individuals, but not forcing it down their throat. Because you can yeah. force things. You can tell me, you can tell me to go to the gym all day long. But until today, when I looked in the mirror, I said, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start denying some stuff. I gotta start denying some stuff. You know, well, you know, when I go in my closet, my clothes ain't fitting right right about now. I got to a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it just ain't that. <laughs> and then I tell people, I don't eat a lot, but I don't eat right, you know. But the thing it's is, tough. getting back to um, seriously, because like I said, it's all um, spiritual food, it's all when we start talking about even just the word of God and trying to help individuals when it comes to stuff like this. Because like I said, as a therapist, every day I'm working with individuals, trying to teach them a different lifestyle, trying to help them feel good about themselves, helping them to break old habits, finding a new way of living. And it's not going to always feel good to you at first, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. You know, it's like telling you 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 wanted to be well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, because it got to be pleasing to God, not just pleasing to you. 
So it can sound good all day long. And like I said, I can equivalent everything to food. It's like being in a hot dog eating contest. You done ate all them hot dogs, and then your stomach just pulled a heck up. <laughs> but you can't say you didn't win that hot dog eating contest. So, uh, but how can you just pass me, by the wiener sprinkles and say, I can't eat that? Okay. Let, let me say something real quick. Can I say something real quick here? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I just want, I just like to throw in some, you know, my two cents in there, you know, and see what happens, you know. But, um, but you know, like like you were talking, you know, you're talking about, you know, we, we, we develop bad habits. We all do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody can walk around and talk about, I don't, I don't have no bad habits. You know, you, you develop bad habits. Mm-hmm. And so you get tired, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. At some point, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. So now you have to make, now you got to do something different, right? And you need mm-hmm. and you need to develop you need to start developing some good habits now to replace the bad ones. So you can't you know you got to do some work you know and it's going to take some effort. So now that we mm-hmm. get to the part where there's effort effort being applied, we don't want people to give up on practicing because a lot of people start right. practicing doing the right thing. You know they'll get a little exercise they can do and then they they mess it up right because they forgot mm-hmm. and then they go, ah, I don't, I ain't going to do that. I don't give a rat. I'm not playing. I'm just stupid. I'm just, you know, and then you're, I'm going, don't talk to yourself like that. No, 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 no. That's not mm-hmm. the right attitude. No, come on, get over here and sit down. Hold on. And I, I have to get their attention. I have to get them refocused because what happened was, is that in their mind's eye, they took it off of what I was helping them with, which is themselves. And they took it off of themselves and they put it on something else and they started magnifying something else, which became like a mountain. And I have to mm-hmm. help them. You know, I have to help them that, and the way that I do this is that I take their mind's eye off of their so-called problems and I put them on the things that are right and true. And as soon as we do that, bam, they start getting understanding they didn't have before and they want to keep going. I'm like, okay, let's keep going. The phone's ringing. Hang on. Well, what happens is people start seeing the light. Now, I want to give the listeners some information and it talks about eight ways to walk in the spirit because that's where we start talking about just embracing it because once you start feeling good or start feeling good, like I'm sitting up here in this office, I'm like, you know what, I got this baby, I got to watch him. So after I get off this show, we're going to go take a walk because I'm about to wear his little butt out walking around this building. But eight ways to walk in the spirit because walking in the spirit is living out the divine nature that God has given us. So I'm going to give you some eight different tips that they indicate. And it says to help individuals Allow their spiritual journey and allow God's spirit to reign in your life. And this is coming from Benefit.com. And one of the things is it indicates that walking in the spirit is living out of the divine nature of God that God has given us. And here's eight ways to help individuals along the journey. One is to deny your flesh, which is what we talked about, because okay. that is that it allows your spirit to say no. Just say no. A lot of times individuals can be real passive and and you try to teach people to hear their voice. And it's kind of like what the gentleman was saying earlier in positive affirmation. You have to have a positive attitude. Well, start denying your flesh. Sometimes you got to learn how to say no and mean it, not just, oh, no, because then that, that means people know you're not serious. But every time you do this, you are asserting spiritual dominion and letting your flesh know that God is in control. And even though it may be difficult at first, but if you keep pressing into God's power for the breakthrough, it can happen. Another yeah. thing it talks about is kingdom thinking. We got to change the way we think because Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of heaven and God's righteousness. And so in that, with that being said, we have to prioritize our life. We have to think of what's most important. And to think about the things that God thinks about, concern your heart with the things God is concerned about, and the fashion and your pattern of your thoughts after what Paul teaches in Philippians 4.8. Another thing it talks about is we got to pray and listen, pray and listen. You know, we think of reading and we just read the words, and I like how you talk about people just quote the scriptures, but do you really comprehend and understand what you're reading? I remember when I was younger, I used to see a Bible in people's houses, and I used to say, what? They haven't finished reading that book? Or, you know, or they keep a book open on one page all the time? But sometimes you got to keep going back. you got to stand on the Word. Then when I started looking at the Concordians and, and how people would try to, you know, read certain scriptures and putting things together. But when you are praying, you got to listen. And sometimes we don't want to hear it all the time. 
But do either one of y'all want to speak on this, pray and listen? Because I think that's very important for the listeners to gain a concept of. Say again, pray and listen. Is that what pray you Pray and listen. When you pray, because we tell people to read the Bible. But you know what a lot right, of people, right. like well, like you said, a lot of people can read, but do they understand what they're reading? Right. Do they comprehend it? Do they know how to pray? Right. They have life? to. No. They have to and, get knowledge and, of that. And I, correct. Yeah, you have to get and knowledge of that. It? But what I was going to say is, too, the first thing is we we have to realize that First of all, we're not the savior. Mm-hmm. We can't save nobody. We can't change nobody. So if you going in with that attitude, you done already lost. Mm-hmm. That's not who we are. We're not God. We're not Jesus. We're not the Son of God. We're not the Holy Spirit. Okay. He made us in His image, but we are not Him because we still make mistakes. He's the only perfect being. So we have to understand that we can't go in with the mind that I'm going to change them, I'm going to fix them, they're going to be saved by the time I'm done with them. No, you can't do that, okay? Because, yeah, I'm because you will run yourself baddie, and then you might end up operating in the flesh. When you, when you walk mm-hmm. in in the spirit, you might come out in the flesh because you don't allow somebody to work your nerves. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's easy to jump out the spirit into the flesh real quick. And that's why you have to have a balance. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have a, if you don't have a balance, then yeah, you can switch on and off. But if you have a balance, you know, you know what you can take to be like, okay, you know, then you know when it's time for you to exit stage left, God bless you. You know, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll talk again and walk away to keep the peace. But, you know, as far as, um, that's the one. That's the point I want to say that we, you know, we can't save nobody. But yeah, we can pray for people. We have prophets in the church. You know, they can people. You can prophesy. You can pray. You can, you know, read the word with some. You can talk. You can mm-hmm. counsel people, but you can't save them. If you do mm-hmm. all of that and you realize and you see that they're not trying to change, they're not trying to be saved. They're just wasting your time. It's time to move on and go to somebody else that is willing to change, that is willing to embrace the spirit, that's tired of walking in the flesh. So, you know, you don't waste your time. You keep it moving. And that's why they say some plant, some water, God gives the increase. So maybe you were just um, the planner. So you plant mm-hmm. it, keep moving, go to somebody else, and then let and them, you know somebody else do the watering. And you know what, Tammy? And that's interesting because, like I said, I used to be a coach. And I would get the kids mm-hmm. to a certain level, and once they got to that level, it was time for me to turn them over to somebody else because I can't help you no more. Even as a therapist, uh-huh. I tell individuals, I don't like doing long-term therapy because I don't want you to become addicted and it become a habit and so routine of you just coming to therapy every week or every day or because if the therapist is doing all of the work, that's not going to help you. That means the therapist is working themselves through you. When we start talking about praying and listening, a lot of times individuals don't know how to listen in the spirit, listen with that third ear. And basically what I'm looking at right now, it talks about have you ever talked to someone that just dominates the conversation and never lets someone say a word? That is what it's like when we pray at, pray to God and don't take time to listen to him. You know, and it's a thing of the prayer as divine dialogue. Listen just as much as you talk. We got to sit still uh-huh. and be quiet because sometimes right. things are happening. It's like going to sleep. You know, now there are some people that talk and they sleep, but sometimes people talk and they sleep, I don't want to know what the heck they're saying because it means something to them because of the, they're in their subconsciousness. But when people are just talking, 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 sometimes they're making a lot of noise and they're not talking about nothing. We got to learn how to listen. Another thing it talks about is avoid strife. Now, walking in the Spirit means walking in harmony with God and others. Guard your heart and your tongue from bickering, bitterness, and conflict. Uh, so many times and so often, Tammy, one of the things that confuse individuals, we're talking about denying the flesh and the Spirit, is sometimes individuals don't know how to handle conflicts, and you got to learn how to um, address things in a, in, with love. Now, you're going to have disagreements, but you do it with love. You don't have to attack people by putting them down or always being messy. You have to learn to rest in him, and he will fight your battles. 
you need to only be still. Yes. Because the battle is not always yours. It's the Lord. Anything you right. want to say in regard to that, Tammy, in regard to avoiding strife? Yes. You know, it'll give you a lot of peace because I know both sides because I used to always want to fight. That was the solution for me. <laughs> if you say something, I was quick. What did you say? You know, I'm a snack and quick, you know, and that's something that, you know, I had to pray for and I had to ask God to remove that fight from me. You know, don't don't take it all, make me a pump, but, you know, remove that fight from me where I, that's not my resolve for everything. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's not what I'm going straight to. I'm not going straight for the jugular that I'm going to wait, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit and, and stand back. So I know what it's like, but I realize that, you know, just um, just being patient and allowing God to deal with it. Oh my God, it takes so much burden off you, so much stress. You just, you know, it makes you lighter because you're like, God, hey, that's that's for you. That's in your you handle it. You take care of it. And when you give it over to Him, you feel a lot better. And I've experienced mm-hmm. both sides, and I'm I'm happy to say that I am glad that I give a lot of things over to Him now. And because I don't want to carry it, I don't. I don't want to do it. I don't want to fight. Because see, if I fight, then I'm gonna be in my flesh. You know. You know what I mean? And I don't want to go back. No, I, I don't want to pick up <laughs> what God has taken from me. You know, I know. I tell people I had to learn how to fight differently. Now I don't even get mad. I don't even let people make me mad. I just laugh. I just start laughing and grinning. And they be like, everything is not funny. I'm like, baby, I'm laughing to calm myself down. Because I'm not going to let nobody take me there. I refuse to go back to where I've been. How that song go? I don't believe you brought me this far to leave me. So I, I'm not going backwards. And, and it kind of leads to what we're talking about next, which is self-examination. We have to allow the Word of God to examine you. You have to. you got to get real with yourself and put yourself on the altar of the person in regards to that can help you remove the weeds before they take you. A lot of times we think, oh, well, God can't help me. It's too late. I've done this. You can always repent. You can. You know, so we do have to do a self-examination. And sometimes, Tammy, people don't want to be doing that because I know I'm sitting here now with my my new worker that's working with me. She's going through the files. She don't want to be on the radio today. So I guess this topic, she was like, I don't want to touch this. But she was talking to me. She was like, you know what? I looked up lupus and I looked up. And she was like, uh, you need some rest. I'm like, I know I need some rest. I see that I need some rest. I knew that last week. My body told me last week, Jeanette, sit down. So Jeanette got me down for a couple of days because I need to get myself together. So self-examination is good because you know you better than anybody else knows you. And a lot of times we be in denial about certain things, even within ourselves. So self-examination. You want to speak on that a little bit, Miss T? Yeah. You know what? Every every morning when I pray, or not even just morning, whenever I pray, I be like, Lord, search me. Whatever is in me that's not like you, remove it. Because the one mm-hmm. thing you don't, like you said, when you say examine yourself, yeah, don't go to nobody half-cocked or don't go to nobody and try to talk to them and teach them and lead them in the right direction when you ain't doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't you can't do that because they'll pick up on it, and once they Correct. see that, how they gonna tell me something, and they're not even doing it? You know that'll send mm-hmm. them back. You know that'll send them going backwards instead of forward. You know what I mean? You know what? So yeah, you want to make you want to examine yourself. You want to make sure that you walking upright and you're doing everything you're trying to tell somebody else to do. Mm-hmm. You know what, Tammy, what you just said is powerful because we see that a lot. A lot of times we see so mm-hmm. many people, we talk about saving souls and people are, are wanting to get some help. And it's not a weakness. It's not that they're vulnerable, but they need somebody to show them the way. And if your stuff is messy, sometimes you need to go sit down or you need to go somewhere and be quiet. And that is so, so true. And we won't do that because sometimes people feel they have an inflated ego. So when we start talking about the flesh, part of that flesh that gets them in trouble is that ego that goes along with it. So we got to be mindful of that. And know your weaknesses. 
it is important that, and we cannot, and it cannot be under, overlooked, you must know your weaknesses. I tell people when they would want to take me out to dinner, I can't go to the regular restaurant. I got to go to the buffet because I want a variety. But then I waste most uh-huh. of the food. I was out eating with someone, and they tell me, you show eat slow. <laughs> because I do. <laughs> I have a bad habit of eating slow. And I always want to uh-huh. go to the buffet, but I don't never eat all my food. So you got to know your weaknesses because the truth is the enemy knows your weakness. And it's better than they know better than you. But understanding this area and yielding them to the Holy Spirit will strengthen you and help you discern and avoid the patience and pressure. I'm sorry, and pressure. Yeah. So if you know what if it is, you, you, it's like if you're trying to be clean and sober, don't go to no bar. If you know you got a sexual issue, stay away from places like strip clubs and pornography. And, and if you know you're battling with depression, don't be talking to a person that you know is depressed or angry. Are you dealing with anger issues that you go around other people that you know are having problems? So you gotta you have to learn and know your weaknesses and stay away from things that may tempt you to go backwards. Who would you about to say, Tammy, in regards to know your weakness? Yeah, I was going to say, um, if you're speaking on your weaknesses and you're portraying them all the time, yeah, of course the, the enemy knows, but the enemy cannot read your mind. So if you're not speaking on the areas you're weak in, if you're not, you know, always like, oh, I can't do that. And if you're not mm-hmm. always doing that, the enemy the enemy don't know. He's baffled. Only God knows mm-hmm. everything about you. The enemy only knows things because we're always opening our mouth and speaking it. Mm-hmm. Because he is, is the prince of the air. So he hears everything. That's why, you know, you just need to be silent on some things. Don't speak out everything. Don't speak out negative stuff all the time. You know what I'm saying? Don't Stuff mm-hmm. that you don't want to happen, don't speak it. Because you know what? The enemy will make it seem like that's exactly what's happened, what you spoke. And it could not be that at all. But then you all worked up because you're like, oh, my God, you know, they're doing this or this, we're doing that. Or, oh, my God, this happened and that happened. And it can be your perception is off because you done spoke something and the enemy mm-hmm. heard it, and he's like, oh, okay, let me let me make this look like something. Let me turn it around let me like this. Let me get him now. Let me get him now. Uh-huh. Yep. I, right. I, I, I remember, I remember um, and my Pope friend, he passed away in December two years ago. But um, every day when I drove a school bus, I would get to my bus. He had food on my bus every single day. And for 30 years, this man tried to hit on me. 30 years, Sammy. And he used to tell me, one of these uh-huh. days, one of these days, I'm going to catch you slipping. I'm going to catch you slipping. And it wasn't up, to, up until the time when he was in a convalescent hospital and he was sick, he had cancer, and he was dying. I went to go visit him. And, um, and it was crazy because him and his wife both was in the same convalescent hospital. And I went to go visit them both because I always looked at him as a father figure. So he, as he, once he realized that I wasn't going to never give in to his butt, and he knew then I looked at him and we became really, really good friends. But it was so funny because before he passed, I went in his room. He saw me. He started lifting weights and trying to be all strong and all this. He knew he was dying, but he never wanted me to see him sick. He never wanted me to uh-huh. see him like that. And it was funny because when he was laying in the bed and after the nurse walked out, he said, and wasn't nobody in the room but me and him, he said, I got to use the bathroom. I said, look, if I ain't seen it in 30 years, I sure don't want to see it now. <laughs> you know, and I had to go get the man some help so he could, you know, use the bathroom and stuff. But when I'm talking uh-huh. about that, and he would be like, and he would always remind me of one of these days I'm gonna catch you slipping. One of these days that man had passed away, and Lord rest his soul. But he never caught me slipping because he always thought food was my weakness. He always thought I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna feed her every day, girl. That man fed me every day until I retired from the school district. <laughs> Every day. Don't let me be sick. I'll be like, I want Bobby. I need Bobby, you know. But we gotta we gotta remember that don't take people's weaknesses for granted or don't throw it up in people's face. And that's another point that I'm trying to make. And we have to remember your remember your helper. Because the Holy Spirit is your best friend and your internal mentor. We gotta learn how to lean on him. And remember Jesus sent him to walk along your side in your spiritual journey on earth. Because a lot of times what happens is that could take your, take your troubles to him daily. Don't take your troubles to your friend. Don't always take your troubles to your pastor. Mm-hmm. Because your pastor got to deal with. So right. 
sometimes we call it what they call it TMI, too much information. Because mm-hmm. some days he will be better than others, but he will be there to keep you on your path. What else do you want to say in regards to this, Lady T, as we're talking about dying the flesh and embracing the spirit? Because it takes practice. It takes time. Sometimes we want to give up. Sometimes we feel like it's taking too long because we want that immediate gratification, and we go back and forth and back and forth. So what are some of the other things that we can share with the listeners regarding this topic? Well, just um, to allow people to go through their process just as you were allowed to go through yours. I mean, just because you're there now, allow somebody else to get there too. Don't kick them while they're down. You know, Mm -hmm. just like it took us time. I know it took me time, and I'm still learning things. It's just some things, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And some things, it just takes some people, it takes them longer to learn things that it takes you, you know, less time to learn. And some people will take them less time to learn things. It'll take you longer to learn. So you just mm-hmm. got to allow them that time as they've allowed you that time, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm saying. We just when you if that's what you really want and people they're they're ready to be saved and they're right. ready you know to to be sold out for God then allow them that they're yeah they're going to fall mm-hmm. back yeah they're going to make mistakes because you know we're human we are flesh so yeah we're going to mess up we're going to backslide mm-hmm. we're going to fall you know but the but the thing is get back up again you know start back over because, you know, God is a gracious God, you know, he's a merciful God, and, you know, he's going to forgive us, and he knows, he knows that we're struggling, he knows that we're striving, so, you know what I mean, so he knows us better than we know ourselves, so the thing is, don't give up, if you, if you mess up, don't give up, because you're going to have to mess up in order to, you know, get it right, you're going to keep messing up until you get it right, but, Mm-hmm. Just just don't say, you know what, I keep messing up, I keep going back. Say you want to stop drinking, and you every time you go out, you take a sip of a drink. Well, just start telling yourself, nope, don't do it. Don't go near the bar, gotcha. or don't go out with your friend that drinks. You know, go out with gotcha. a friend that don't drink. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Just change up how you do up. things. That's true. We got a caller calling in. Let me log this person Yeah. Hi, can you hear Yes, I can. Hi, what Jeanette. Do you I actually, yeah, I want to add to the show. I wanted to talk about the flesh, kind of. Mm-hmm. You can hear me? I can hear you. I, oh, I think that's kind of odd because I was just texting you a little bit ago, and uh, I've actually been in addiction and stuff, and I was thinking about um, if you die to the flesh, you die to your addiction, too. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because and see, yeah, and I used to be struggling with a lot of that stuff, and I'm. Go ahead. It's that stronghold that keep people bind, it bound, and um. So when we're talking about addiction, because there's so many different types of addiction, and see, people don't realize when I'm on the air. And you're right, you did. You texted me while I was on the air, and I was texting you back, telling you I'm on the air right now, and you was like, "Okay, where at?" <laughs> but yeah, that's religion. exactly what I said. <laughs> because I've been listening the whole time, and uh, I, I'm really impressed with what everyone's have been having to say about the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah because, because I was, I, yeah, cause I used to struggle with all kinds of addictions, and and now that I'm on the air, I, I'm actually kind of impressed by how quickly someone can get on the air on your show. Mm-hmm. Well, thank and, you for um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, I'm I'm just going to keep listening, okay? Okay, and I will call you back afterwards because, like I said, you did call me and was trying to reach me. Okay, so when we start talking about crucifying our flesh, and there's some verses that I'm looking at in regards to the most relevant verses. Talk about Matthew 16, 24, and it says, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And that's one of the things we were talking about in regards to following him and uh, reading your Bible. And in Mark 8:34, he summons the crowd with his disciples. And he said to them, if anyone, again, which is coming to deny your flesh. So you've got to learn how to deny your flesh. You've got to learn how to tell your flesh no. Tammy, anything you want to say before we end the show? Yeah. Um, actually, it's kind of funny because I'm just sitting here organizing clothes with my mom, and it reminds me of, like, 
everything that we have in this world is kind of like an addiction. And it's like if we don't get rid of our flesh desires, we can't really move forward on anything in God's plan. Correct. Because I've received a lot of counseling, and, like, it wasn't really Christian counseling, and I do believe that that's what I need. And that's why I called in today to just um, share, even with myself, that I know that I died to the flesh. And I do believe, and that's what, I mean, that's all I'm trying to get to to other people because I'm, I'm just trying to get help for myself. So if we all die to the flesh and we all know that um, that our our burdens and our desires are laid at the cross, then there's nothing else to worry about. Even even the clothes mm-hmm. like that I'm organizing right now, like the, I don't have to worry about them because God provides for us everything. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. Okay, Tammy, what do you want the listeners to know before we end this show? Um, yes, just, you know, if if you're wanting to change and you're, you know, wanting to chase after God and you're wanting to serve, you know, you're wanting to feed your spirit more, you know, it's a process. Don't beat yourself up over it. Don't kill yourself. Don't allow other people to beat you up because mm-hmm. we are fleshly beings. That's the one thing you got to understand. So while you're transitioning, you're going to make a lot of mistakes in the transition. But the key yeah. is to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. And God okay, will bless well, you we're... because he knows your heart. That's true. Okay, thank you well, so much. Thank you for listening here to us at Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. And until next week, Tammy, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll figure something out. But remember, you got this. And, again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until Monday or next Tuesday, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.